Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to day number two this week of the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's Tom and Sue here again. And once again, Sue, thanks for being willing to be my guests all week long. You're welcome. Um, Typically, Tuesdays are Testimony Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I know you shared a little bit before we push record here what you're going to share. But before you share um, a God story in your life, I just have just a silly little question. So before you were a teacher, okay, so as a teenager, like what was your very first job that you remember before like even teaching do you remember do you have any jobs I, as a girl i or? always i always i started babysitting when i was old enough and those were basically my jobs okay i stayed i had full-time summer jobs that stayed with people's kids who oh worked. really so i always worked with children sure that was my thing um didn't make a lot of money but i made money that was adequate for me sure so that was basically what i always did hmm. and even when i was in high school i also did like future teachers club because they had all that stuff and i got to go part-time and help out in the kindergarten hmm. so really my jobs were always around right um working with kids yeah. which is what i really had my goal right. to be, and i did follow my goal yeah very cool uh, of course when, when you babysat years ago prices per hour probably a lot different than they today e- they weren't even a dollar an hour sometimes you were happy with 75 cents wow wow and so it wasn't it wasn't a big money maker but you got to remember that it, back a few years ago mm-hmm. in those days that um we didn't need as much money to buy things that we need right do now. right so i guess the prices have changed to meet the need i was blown away there's a guy that works at our school who has three children. And I overheard him saying that he and his wife went out on a date or they went to a wedding or something. Um, and so they had to pay a babysitter, you know, for, for the hours that they were gone. And they had to pay the babysitter $80. I'm like, oh my goodness, 80. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad I'm not having, that I don't have children right now that I have to pay for babysitters. Wow. Right. Well, I know from um, my daughter's experience, they didn't get babysitters very much because they only had one. And good babysitters were between ten and fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Then. So it's got to be more than that now. So it's probably oh my more goodness. now. Yeah, that was eight years ago already. Right. Wow. Wow. So. All right. So babysitting was your first job. Yeah. Remember getting and paid my, for. My, and what I wanted to do. It wasn't exactly. something I had to do. Right. Right. All right. So here we go. Testimony Tuesday. Um, Again, Sue told me a little bit about it before we push record here, but there's a time in your life where you were maybe, I don't know, you're, anyway, I'll, I was, I'll let you tell, I'll let you tell okay, the story. I guess that the time in my life came over 20 years ago um, when I had a heart attack and I was shocked. Everybody in my family was shocked because there weren't any histories of heart attacks in our family. And probably one of the most frightening days was that one of the days when one of the doctors who was seeing me said, there, you know, there's nothing we can do for you. Mm. And I felt like my life was over. Yes. But after that, 
And I was in the hospital several days after that. And I never even really told my family what the doctor told me, but I was really scared. So I started praying and I asked God to let me live to see my grandchildren. Mm. And it's gone to fruition in that my oldest granddaughter was born the year afterwards and I got to see her graduate from high school. Mm. So that was a real record for me and my family to celebrate. Plus the other children, of course. Right, right. So that is my testimony. And I would have to say that that is when I realized I had to have more than biblical knowledge. I had to have it in my heart. Mm. So that's cool. Okay, because I think um, there are lots of people that grow up knowing the right answers and knowing (laughs) Bible stories, but maybe it's not in their heart, like you said. Right. Right. So that's cool how the Lord used that experience to kind of have that little shift in your life. Well, it didn't happen quickly. It happened slowly because it took several years. And there were people that were praying with us and for us as well. And I know that was part of the answer. Right. And my one specialist that I saw said, I don't understand what happened, but he tried to explain it and he couldn't. And I said, well, I understand what's happening. God is answering prayer. Mm. And I don't know what he thought about it because he he went on to another practice. Right. That was the only answer we could give. Yeah. Like we said yesterday, planting. Yeah. You, you planted a little seed there Yeah. by that comment that you made. I didn't think of it that way at the time. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But looking back on it now. Yeah. yeah. So what did you learn about God during that time? I learned that God is there for me. I just have to talk to him mm-hmm. and not think about talking to him, but. Um, I would pray out loud when I was by myself to sure. him because that was suggested to me that I just pray out loud and talk to him like he's in the room. Hmm. And that's why when somebody says pray, I still do that. And sometimes it might sound like a child's prayer, but I feel that's what God wants. Yeah, You have to voice the words out loud to talk hmm. to God at times, even yeah. though you think he knows it. And right. he probably does, but that's been one of the, biggest things I learned Hmm. to talk out loud to God. Well, any mom or dad loves it when their kids talk with them out loud. So I'm sure Heavenly Father loves it too when we talk out loud to him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Well, cool. That's a cool God story. Thank you. All right. So today we are looking at Psalm 71, Uh, not the whole entire Psalm, but just the first six verses. And Sue is going to read those verses before we have a conversation about them. Psalm 71, in you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. Two more verses. Yep. Five and six. I was sure I wasn't going too far. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. All right. Psalm 71, first six verses. I have two things that kind of stuck out. I'll just share the first one <clears throat> right now. 
there's a lot of references in these six verses to our God and like who he is and what kind of a God we have. And uh, the first thing that stuck out to me was the word refuge right there in verse one. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. And I believe later on, where does it say that? It says something about a rock of refuge. Yeah, that was in three. verse three. So those were the, that step stood out to me first, right? So verse one, refuge, I've taken refuge in you. And verse three, be my rock of refuge. That got me thinking of um, refuge and like, what does that mean? That God is a refuge. And so if I, if I've never had this before, I've never been like chased by evil people or chased by like wild animals or anything, but, but in my head, I'm envisioning running, running, running away from these evil people or running away from these like dangerous animals and finally getting to a spot where I'm like out of breath and kind of go, oh, I'm safe. Finally, I finally made it home or I finally made it here and, I, and I'm safe. And that's, that's what I think of as a refuge. Okay. Right. There's all this like danger around you, but, but you're in a place where that danger isn't going to harm you. Right. right. Um, and that got me thinking like, I think sometimes I think I have to run, 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 run to God um, so that he can be my refuge. But then I think I have to pause and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. He, he's my refuge right now. I don't have to like wait to get to refuge or run to him to be refuge. I am in that place of refuge all the time, that place where I am <clears throat> safe. I know elsewhere, I'm not quite sure if it's in the Psalms, but I know there's that picture of of Jesus being, or of God the Father being that that mother bird, and like we're sort of like under the mm -hmm. wings. Mm -hmm. I forget where that is, but that, that to me that's like a a place of refuge. That right? mother this, protecting. The yes, place. the safe place, and so that's that's one thing that stood out to me right away is just how our God is that to us, right? He's that refuge. He's that safe place under His wings. There could be all kinds of turmoil going on around us, but we're safe in His arms, and that was just the first thing that stuck out. To me well um i had that down too and but what made it significant to me was that showed that jeremiah um and the psalmist had a relationship with god mm. that they could turn to him like kind of like the bird thing that you just talked right, about right. only god is spreading his wings over them yes exactly and then the other uh, the other thing i acknowledged is that the, this author acknowledges God was present when he was born, just like in Jeremiah. He was present from before he was alive. Sure. And um, that's pretty significant again, right. carrying on that theme. Yeah. No, I mean, we have a cool God. I mean, yes. and whoever wrote this psalm, yes, whoever wrote the psalm, I don't think it says who wrote it, whether it was David right. or not, but um, this author is, yeah. Besides God being a refuge or being that safe place, I think it's also he's also referring to God as like a rescuer, mm -hmm. like a deliverer, a savior. And I'm guessing that this person who's writing that there were actually like physical, like flesh and blood enemies that were attacking possibly, you know, and God, you are my rescuer, my deliverer, my savior. But I think we who now live in New Testament times can kind of see that a little bit differently. We, yeah, we might have right. actual physical you know flesh and blood enemies but i think it's it's more of like like the devil and the the evil and the wickedness of this world that that we could be rescued from and delivered from and saved mm -hmm. from 
know Jesus, we could definitely point this to Jesus as being that rescuer, deliverer, and savior in our lives. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, our our battles aren't the same as the physical battles that we heard about, like in when David was being chased and right. everything. But the battles are just as strong, if not stronger, probably stronger because we can't see them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wrote down here was that, you know, Besides, besides hearing what, who my God is in this passage, I, I am also hearing like things that I have to take responsibility for. Like mm -hmm. I'm the one that has to choose to take refuge. Okay, like I'm the one that has to remember during tough times, okay, you're in a safe place. Mm -hmm. Just just dwell in that refuge, right? I have right. to physically think about that. Um, I have to go to the rock um, of refuge I need to, I'm the one that needs to rely on God. And so there's, there's action on my part too, okay, that I have to remember those things when I'm going through difficult times or tough times. And, and I love how verse six ends, I will ever praise you, God, mm -hmm. right? I will ever praise you because you are my refuge. You are my rescuer. You are my hope. I think that was mentioned in verse five, right? You've mm -hmm. been my hope mm -hmm. and my confidence. And, oh, that's why we come together on Sundays, right? As a, as a huge group of people to mm -hmm. praise Right. And I often feel we can do it anyway, but I often feel that um, when we're singing and praising God, I love it when people are raising their hands yes. or clapping yeah. or just responding and not just standing there singing. Exactly. The words. Exactly. I mean, that's my own feeling. Yep. I'm not saying everybody has to feel that way, but that's right. how I feel. Yeah. So, Sue, today, as we as we close off on the podcast here, what's some challenge we could leave with the listeners or a reminder um, from Psalm 71 that we could leave with our listeners? What do you think here? I thought of that this Psalm shows trust. You have to trust in God. And he, this writer did trust in God because he said he called the, him a strong refuge. And then he praised him for that. Mm -hmm. So he trusted in God. I love it. So listeners, as you go into your Tuesday, trust, right? Trust your heavenly father. He loves you a ton and um, he is that refuge in your life. All right, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.